It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, I have a special treat for listeners of this show. I want to give you folks a $20 Visa gift card for just writing a short email. Let me tell you about it. I've created a new show called The Man-Made Podcast. It's all about improving your life and functioning better as a human. It's hosted by me and a brilliant behavioral health therapist called Sean Helvey. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of having many fascinating conversations with Sean, and recently I wanted to record them so that anybody could benefit from his knowledge. Sean has an incredible gift of helping people through times of anxiety, depression, adjustment disorder, and ultimately guidance to a more functioning, happier life. We discuss topics from healthy living, to sleep, cultivating strong friendships, to dating, and many more. And for my listeners who follow the link in the episode's description, listen to any of the conversations with Sean on the Man Made Podcast, and then email this show with your thoughts on that episode. What you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to hear more of, etc. We just want to make the show more beneficial to the listener. Anything constructive. And the five best emails will get a $20 Visa gift card. Follow the link in the bio to find the show and tell us what you think. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. My name is Adam, and joined by my co-host Pete. How are you, Pete? I am doing well. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad today. Excited to get this review a going. Here we go. Nice to see Sean Baker back on. Carnival guy. Um, would have been a shame if he had died of, you know, a heart attack from eating all that red meat because it would go against the whole diet that he's been touting and uh, many people have been following. Turns out he's great. Doing great. Strong. Looks jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. He's huge. Yeah, it's like fifty-five, crushing it. Two hundred, doing some jujitsu. Plus pounds. It's a big dude. It's big g- dude. It's good and it, it was also nice to hear that you know he uh, had some cake at a birthday, and and you know he's he's not like completely one hundred percent. The only way is all red meat all the time, nothing else. Like he had a he has some treats. He didn't. Doesn't explode. feel good. <laughs> have some treats. Yeah, you don't you don't die instantly from it. You don't feel great, but you can have have some treats. Uh, I just think that's important for people to hear because it probably does seem very extreme to go from a regular American diet. You lean into something, especially carnival, and it's like, whoa, am I sure this red meat is good? And can I never eat something else ever again? And it's like, meh, you can. I guess the give it a shot. The my takeaway was when he was explaining about all those large people breaking their addiction. Once right. you break that addiction, and turn off the the switch of reflexively eating sugar. Then why not have a little bit of cake every once in a while? Once you've controlled that. Yeah, 
you just have to be careful. I mean, when he talked about one of his patients being 700 pounds and losing 500 pounds by eating carnivore, Incredible. I mean, what more evidence do you need? Evidence, yeah. I mean, the only way I would think of losing 500 pounds if you weighed 700 pounds is literally just stop eating and drink water and just see how long you can last. But that would be brutal. Didn't he say one of them went 40 days without eating anything? They fasted for 40 days just in their couch? You probably could. I mean, when you have a ton of fat on your body, that these are energy reserves. Like, you know, I'm sure you would need electrolytes and lots of water, but I'm sure you could go a long time if you were somewhat obese. I, th- I think I, a, a man in England fasted for over a year under doctor doctor's supervision. I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. And what was interesting about his case, supposedly his stretch marks sorted themselves out. It was like the skin was receding in such a way that it maintained enough of the maybe the collagen or something to kind of repair the stretch marks. Some sort of elasticity. But. Yeah. I mean, that takes some incredible willpower, though. And and I would imagine that wouldn't be for everyone, but, you know, like, those people must be in a really high state of ketosis. So they're probably feeling a lot better than they had been feeling. You know, with each day going by, not feeling so inflamed, not so much of the inflammatory markers, which is just really uncomfortable. What is it about and that's that? something? What do you mean? Um, that drive, that that eating drive, that, and when you eat sugar or things that are um, that we're talking about in this case that are bad for you, quote unquote. What is it well, about? It's mostly those? carbs, right? Carbs yeah. and sugar. Well, supposedly. When you eat, you know, a very instant sugary thing that really spikes your uh, insulin, you know, high glycemic index, like sucralose, fructose type sugars, uh, it stimulates the same part of your brain that is stimulated when you're doing cocaine. So, you know, it has that very addictive quality. And then when you're associating food with that feeling, it's like your drug, I guess. Exactly. You know, imagine if you had 10 supplements in front of you. One's a multivitamin, one's something else, one's something else, and one of them's cocaine. And they're like, all of these are supplements. And they're all, they all play a role in enhancing your functioning, right? Let's say for whatever reason, the, the cocaine, this is like the 1920s, and the cocaine is in the nootropic section. It's like, no, it makes you... Uh, Create businesses or, you know, just some fucking old school medicine thinking. Well, if you're looking at them all and you've tried them all, just the same as you would, you could look at them in the same way and say fat, protein, carbohydrates. It's like, you know, some of them build the body. Some of them give you nutrients like protein, you know, to build muscle. And then some of them give you energy, which is like in this case, that cocaine one. Well, you're definitely going to have a favorite supplement real quick if you think it's okay. And that's the problem. It's like they see where people are taught that like carbs in any form are okay. Right? Right. And even even just like sodas. It's like, that's fine. Drink sodas. Go for it. Plenty of people think that. So, of course, that's their preferred thing. And it creates this weird feedback. It's like if you make... For example, you can have like keto pancakes. Have you ever seen those? There may be like almond flour and and different types of flour that doesn't have a lot of carbohydrates in. I've seen those. Um, yeah, and they're quite high in protein. Now, they don't taste terrible, but they don't taste as great as a straight-up floury, sugary pancake. Right. Okay? We can all agree. The other thing is that when you start eating them, if you have like four of the keto ones, because they're like high in protein, you you get a feedback of like not wanting to keep eating them. So you won't eat too many. You You'll have full, like eventually full. Yeah, you just get full pretty quick. You get like satiated, and you're like, that's good. The other ones though don't really do that because your body is just like 
you know, understanding that it's sugar, 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 and it just creates this, like, want to keep going. It's like a bag of chips. You can just destroy a bag of chips. You won't stop. I won't. They're, yeah, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> but I don't know if you could do that with, like, a bag of, like, delicious pork rinds. Only if I had the the right kind of dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a pureed avocado with some uh, with some lime salt in there, maybe some salsa. Yeah, but I think with the pork rinds, you would start to fill up pretty quick because again, it's a lot of fat, a lot of protein. Or chip a tooth. Your body will your body would just kind of tell you like, hey, I've had enough. But you know, you can bosh like think of those giant tubs of popcorn that you get at the. <laughs> You know, if you get the kettle corn, especially, oh, forget about it. That's get a gone. bit of sweet, get a bit of cheese, get a bit of caramel, mm-hmm. salty. Oh, you got it all. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Casino. Unwrap the first of many presents this season with holidays on the house from DraftKings Casinos. With hundreds of games, prizes, and promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players who play $5 get $100 instantly in casino credits what are you waiting for cozy up with all the classics like slots blackjacks and roulette or play exclusive games you'll only find at DraftKings Casino to feel the holiday cheer all season long. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code JREER and play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That's promo code JREER only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. One per opted in new customer. $5 wager required, max $100 in casino credit, awarded which requires one times play through within seven days. Terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house. Restrictions apply. You got it all, man. Um, sad to hear, though, that Sean, once he first started to like notice that people going on these carnival diets were getting these really good results because obviously his job was to kind of create better health and get get people um, feeling better, maybe losing weight, you know, getting out of like morbidly obese and getting their um, lab results in good shape. Yeah, well, he's a, so he's yeah. seeing that these types of elimination diets work, different ones, keto and, and whatever. And even even in a way, you know, being a vegetarian and a vegan is is kind of like a elimination diet too you're getting rid of certain things that sometimes cause people some problems um but then he goes to his hospital where he works in his research clinic and presents this information and they they basically threaten to take his license it's i mean it it kind of ties in with many of other joe's of other joe's uh of joe's other guests that those people are a part of the complex, the industri- the food complex, they pay dietitians, they pay influencers, they pay- and doctors to keep people unwell, essentially, is what I glean. Yeah. I mean, it it's just difficult to hear that, like, even doctors today are, you know, they have their, what is it called, the Hippocratic Oath yeah. or something? That's it. They have that. Yet, other than taking it, it's like, what does it really mean? I mean, I think that there should just be very, very strict ethics boards, you know, in every state that are constantly analyzing these behaviors. And it's like, no, we're going to tie this back to your oath. You can't just be like, well, that's what it, it sounded like. It was okay. Or I've always been told red meat's bad. It's like, hey, it's your responsibility to continue to educate yourself and continue to learn and look at the data unless you can prove what you were prescribing is actually going to be helping people, you were breaking your oath. 
and you're in big trouble. I guess when like, you why can we not have standards like that for doctors? They when you mix when you mix the private sector with medicine, and you go down a slippery a slippery path. Like they um, might sit on the board of of USDA governing bodies that regulate the regul regulate the recommendations for people, and those people are yep. pay, paid by big cereal or sugar. Big, fucking big cereal. Like those Kellogg brothers. Oh yeah. Well, they don't want you masturbating. <laughs> if I know anything about Kellogg's, he was a wacko. Him and his brother, they were, they were, they were tyrants, and it was almost all sexually motivated by the bit that I've read about him. What a weird. So they were their solution was to make you eat cardboard. So they ran a a a, a sanitarium or an insane asylum for men, and mm -hmm. um, you know you don't want them. To participate in any uh, unsavory activities, so they would frown upon that. I think they also added some saltpeter to the Kellogg flakes, which are just mushed up corn reconstituted into a breakfast food. And they did. He did other weird stuff like um, pierce the foreskin of people, and then uh, literally bolt their foreskin closed so they couldn't achieve successful erections. What? Just terrible things. Yeah. My God. Seventh Day Adventists. Really? Are the that from what we heard on this podcast, they are the ones that set up our food pyramid. And they were traditionally vegetarians. Huh. Well, that thing's needed to be reanalyzed for some time, let's be honest. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's all over the place. All these fucking grains. I've never been sold on that. And I was raised a vegetarian. Or the healthy heart grains. I was just like, are we birds? <laughs> Who the fuck? Why are we eating all these grains? Like, I'm because I even knew that from a tiny kid. I remember asking my dad that once. I was like, well, where did we get all the wheat from? And he was like, well, that wasn't until we started farming. And I'm like, when did we start farming? And he, like, had an idea. And I'm like, that doesn't seem that long ago. What, what were we doing before that? You might get, a, you might get a few random grains in, in your diet, but you're, you're not going to be eating grass. I'll tell you that. Well, but even when you have the grains, like, think of flour. Like, even if you found random wheat, you, you can't just eat that. You still have to, like, crush it up with rocks. Then you've got some flour... And then by the time you've done all that, you would have just speared a deer. Yeah, you could. You just like, what are we doing with this powder? <laughs> you you gotta have a lady first to make it into a masa, and then you <laughs> gotta make tamales out of it. But you gotta put pork in there. So you gotta get a pig. Gotta get yeah. I would just stick with a pig. It's complicated. Boil the bones. Yeah, it just makes more sense that we weren't doing that. And occasionally we would find like a wild strawberry or something Oof. that was probably the size of a pea and super bitter. And then... Well, we grew, know, up, we grew up with we, fruits. We probably weren't even eating fruit. We, we grew up with fruits as far as evolutionarily. We, we had fruits. I'm pretty sure, though, that even most of the fruits that we have today are, like, selected they are. over time. Like we, we took. I'm sure all the original apples were, like, crab apples. They were, like, really sour, not very good. They were. And over time, we've just had to keep fucking with them until we made them sweeter. Yeah, the, and the only apples that we eat today are not grown from seed. They are grown from splices. Because if you take a seed of any apple, of delicious, a golden delicious, a gala, if you take one of those seeds and plant it, you're not going to get a gala tree. You're going to get any random number of trees they're heterozygotes i believe is the term so will they grow apples though they'll grow apples but it could be a spitter which are best for cider in fact that's how he probably started making cider because every apple that you'd pick up was terrible to eat so you might as well just make it a tasty beverage i get it huh that's interesting yeah so, every so single maybe apple. maybe a lot of different fruits are like that I'm not exactly sure about that, but probably pears. Okay. Well, it, it, fun fact, my my grandfather used to splice apples and pear trees together. 
He's so a, a he madman. basically, yeah. Well, he had a great garden that he grew a lot of veggies in, and he also had a beautiful like flower garden area too. It was like a very old English traditional garden. We had a cricket pitch. He had one of those big heavy rollers. I don't know if you've ever seen them. There's just like a big steel drum, and you like roll it down the the cricket thing to make it all nice and flat. Would and it? we play cricket out there. But he had like plum trees, gooseberries, strawberries, raspberries, apple trees. And with the apple trees, he would take these cuttings, like slice the branch, and then get, I think, I'm pretty sure it was pear, and then slice it kind of the same way, like diagonal, you know, and then tie it all together. And it the tree would then grow both the fruits. Uh, the humans are amazing. Uh, as a kid, I thought that was cool. That's magic. I was like, that, he's magic. That, he's a super smart guy. So that's how all our apples are made now. Exact, the exact same way. Okay. It's all grafting, is it? It's grafting. Well, either way, it, it sounds like um, eating meat was, was preferred. Sounds and, easier, you know, too. How much, how much time in the day do we have to be doing all this growing? That's what Not the pi- a lot. That's what the pig was invented. <laughs> there we go. Bacon, steaks. Bacon. I love it. I mean, it, look, it's interesting stuff. You know, like he said, um, even with things like cholesterol concerns, that that's always a big concern whenever I've mentioned carnivore to people, um, old school thinkers, and just the way that we've been taught, like saturated fat, high cholesterol, like these things are bad, blood pressure, um, you know, and the demonization of saturated fats. As this some kind of poison, it's like if you put it on a scale of, and you ask most people, like, what do you think's more poisonous, sugar or saturated fats? Like, if you ate saturated fats all day or sugars all day, what, which one do you think would be worse? It, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that m- plenty of people would say saturated fats, and it, and it's just not true. And even the dietitians that I know, they they look yeah. they look at me like a nutcase whenever I just say, hey, I'm trying this thing where I mostly eat meat now. They look, yeah. they look at me with like a conspiracy thirst with a horrific look on their face. They call me an idiot. They call you a flat earther. <laughs> Let's not get it's, into that, but they, there's no... They th- think you're into chemtrails. <laughs> or they're, yeah, they're there. I, we've got a lot to learn, and, and, and you know, Sean is a pioneer in that area. And if you're interested or you have health problems, it's worth watching a lot of his videos following along seeing if you can incorporate some of this into your life and and in and watch the effects see if you feel better i mean that's ultimately what it is are you feeling better are you more productive can you get more done do you have more energy you know is is your body aching less and i'm sure it will i'm sure it will i'm a big fan big fan anyway he's a legend Let's jump over to Cam Haynes. Um, so Joe and Cam just got back from hunting. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Ever dreamt of having an extra hour in your day? What if that hour was all about being and doing something you love? Going to the cafe, petting a strange dog, reading a book, or just being there for a loved one? We all wish we had more time, but the real question is, time for what? Imagine if time was unlimited. How would you spend it? Figuring that out just might be the key to unlocking a more fulfilled life. And you know what can help? Therapy. It's like your personal guide to discovering what truly matters to you so you can make you a priority. Whether you've personally experienced the transformative power of therapy or not, one thing's for sure. Therapy isn't just for those who've been through major trauma. It's a game changer for learning positive coping skills, setting boundaries, and becoming the best version of yourself. Therapy can be your secret weapon to navigate the complexities of life. Thinking about giving therapy a shot? BetterHelp is here for you. The best part? It's all online. Designed to be incredibly convenient, flexible, and can be tailored to your schedule. No need to rearrange your life to fit in therapy sessions. BetterHelp adapts to you. Getting started is a breeze, my friends. Just fill out a quick questionnaire and you'll be matched with a registered therapist. Plus, if you ever feel like switching therapists, no sweat. It's free to switch till you find the right one for you. So... BetterHelp opens the door to mental health professionals with a wide range of expertise. And because you're part of the JRER community, you get an exclusive 10% off your first month. Just head to BetterHelp.com slash JRER. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-R. Start your journey today for a better you. 
Um, Cam is an absolute legend, of course. We love Cam Haynes. Um, you know, ultra marathon guy. Can run like the Moab 240. He's been doing like over 100 mile runs for some time. He's Joe's age or very close. I mean, to think that someone can be in that shape at his age is inspirational and it should be i mean you know he's in better shape at what 54 55 than i have ever been ever in my life (laughs) or ever might be (laughs) (laughs) yeah never like i i like to be ambitious about working out and pushing it but you're not gonna beat him oh my goodness no he's well and then and then behind you know ahead of him is david goggins who he knows well, has trained with. David Goggins' knees are completely destroyed. Bone on bone. Every doctor that looks at it is like, how can you even walk? And he can outperform basically the fittest athletes that try and do that hell week with him. Who was the the UFC guy who was training with him now? Uh, Ferguson. So Tony. So to- And Tony's like had insane cardio forever he's i I don't think he's retired he may have just but i don't think so so he's still world-class um ufc fighter much younger than david and the only person ever to finish the hell week and i don't know if you watch the videos but it looked like he was in hell he's struggling the whole time (laughs) david is like whistling he's like come on you got this let's go talking about his day yeah, yeah, he's he's a specimen, and it's you know you, you love him or hate him. I happen to like him. I don't know a lot about him, Goggins. That is, yeah, and he's all mind, all mind over matter. That guy. Yeah, you know, I know a few uh, special forces guys that don't know him directly. Um, I know these people because one of them used to be my workout partner when I was in Bozeman. And he's very well connected to a lot of his old teammates and and other special forces people that he knows because he worked at a place where he did therapy for people getting out of the military that were special forces. So he has a huge network in that arena. And he's not a fan of Goggins. Okay. And And from what he's told me, there are plenty of um special forces people and and i'm not making any judgment like whether it's more or less or whatever but there but there are enough of them that don't really like his style for whatever reason i don't know why that is uh i never really got a clear explanation Uh, honestly to me if anything it sounds a little bit like jealousy uh sometimes there's some question of like his record or what he did in there but you know, I mean, if you want to play who has the bigger dick game, sure. No. But you can't take away from him that he's massively inspiring. Uh, he can push himself like no one else I've ever heard of. And um, I, I don't know. He, he, he motivates, dude, at a yeah. level that I don't know another person that does it. So... Yeah, if you want to be out there and be a hater on him, that's totally up to you. Free country, USA, do what you want, love freedom. Go ahead. Also, go out there and also be as motivating then. Be more motivating. Be motivating in a different way. Like, do something. If you're complaining about him more than you're motivating people, then that's that's something you should question, I think. Why waste the time? Why not just get yeah. out there and try it? Yeah, yeah. He has a good book too. It was it was like heartbreaking, kind of to read it. He had a tough life, tough upbringing. I love Goggins. How about um, Goggins? Haynes talking about that guy from his hometown that uh, could lift like this deadlift three hundred pounds a hundred times. What was it squat three hundred pounds? Oh yeah, times in he a row? could do like a he could do like a Turkish get up with one thirty five or something. Like basically two forty fives on a bar. Oh my god! And just stand up with it. That's that's extraordinary. Freakish. There's strength. some strong fucking people out there, dude. 
They, they, you know, and it's not like you have to be like that. I think it's just great to be inspired by it. Yeah. You know, even if, even if all it does is just get you in the gym more consistently, you're not trying to compete with them. Just be inspired by what they can do. Who is the Australian guy they were talking about? Tom Haviland? Haviland. I don't know if you, that's it. Yeah. If you, if you don't follow him on Instagram, you need to. The guy is about as strong as a human can be nuts and yeah he just looks like he got back from his shift at a factory wearing the same clothes and he's just lifting weights that that would snap me in half yeah if i even tried i can't i wouldn't be able to shift those things Mm. he's got like the uh you know all the best genes all the criminals from the uk going down there there we go populating australia uh, fighting six dingoes. foot seven. That's nuts. Fighting dingoes. Three fifty or something it, like that. It sounds like he's got some jail experience. He's the he's kind a of guy. Man, I'd, I'd, I. Hopefully, he'd maybe my, um, you know, his boyfriend, so I wouldn't have to uh, be shared among the, the yard. Oh, if you were in prison, yeah, that might be the guy. That's the guy you immediately go to. Just, just turn. You're like, hey, I make a mean scrambled eggs. Grilled, he's all, come on in. Grilled cheese, anybody? Yep. I'm going to call you Susan. I'm in. <laughs> might as well. Let's go. Safety first. It might be the only way. It might be the only way. But it's just ridiculous to think. Like, I'd be curious to know <clears throat> how his body feels. I can't, I still can't imagine that if you're aging, I don't know how old he is. He might not be that old, but, you know, how long can you lift that level of weight for? Like, I'm all for working out late into life and, and lifting decent weight as you go, but th- there is a point where you've you've got to, like, teeter off a little bit and, you know, your joints are taking a hit. Even if your muscles can do it, like, the joints are always, like, the weakest part, right? Can you stop? I mean, if you stop, don't the aches catch up with you, you know? Maybe, Yeah. Maybe you just get to a point where you're like, all right, I just keep going like this and hope I don't get injured and do your best. I mean, I, I have a pretty, like, casual style workout. Yeah. Like, I don't I'm, – I'm not, like, constantly in the gym trying to put that extra five pounds on. No. You know? I, what I do is I just mix it up. I'll do, like, a series of eight weeks of, like, a kettlebell routine – then I'll switch over to more traditional lifting, which is just like bench and squats and deadlifts. Then I'll kind of switch it up again. I just kind of go through that. You know, it just keeps me a long way from injury and keeps me in good enough shape for myself. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with it. You have you know? not let yourself down. You're, you're still gaining strength and maintaining flexibility. Sounds like it's working for you. Yeah, and you know, I'm 42. I can't tell you how many friends I have, 35 and above, that all seem to have pretty chronic nagging injuries, either in the same place or they're like rotating through their body. Yeah. And and that's from the people that work out. I know the people that don't work out feel it even worse. Oh, yeah. So it's, and it's a total I excuse for them not to work out. My low back this, my neck this. Mm-hmm. I can't work out. My feet hurt. And I'm like, you're yeah, 300 pounds. Maybe that's why your feet hurt. It's the gout. It's, it's nothing but gout. It's the king's disease. Well, <laughs> on, on that note, um, he mentions uh, going to the clinic and getting uh, shot up with stem cells. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Well, they also told him after you get the stem cells, you're not supposed to work out. Well, that's basically like telling a bear that he can't shit in the woods. So good luck getting Cam to not work out. I don't know how you'd be able to do that. But I'll be interested to hear how well that works for him. Because if it does, 
I don't know if David Goggins is doing that, but he should get his ass down there and probably just drink stem cells for the next six months. He needs to live in a bath of stem cells. Yeah, just soak in it. Is that adrenochrome? Is that, uh-oh, did I mention the, uh-oh, did we just uh-oh, get canceled? Did we just, <laughs> no, it's like, you, you remember the Matrix the... when Neo woke up and he's like in all that goo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just like that. It's just like a gooey stem celly bath. I'll, I'll do and... that. How much does that cost? Mm-hmm. Is it, co- can I, can regular folks do that? Can I afford that? I need that. Stem cells are not astronomical, right? So, Number one, like, here's some of the advantages to the U.S. not allowing it here is that you're going to Mexico, you're going to Panama. Panama, I think, is where Joe sent his mother, and that did great stuff for her knees because she, they were recommending surgery here, and her knees have uh, done a lot better. Um, yeah, you know, I think you go down there, they have whole packages, so they put you in like a decent hotel, and then, um, you know, it's like two, three thousand dollars for the sessions depending on how much you get done but you know it's it's not like millionaire money stuff it's not nothing i mean people most people today can't pay you know have an extra thousand dollars so it is something gotcha but if if you are faced with you know a serious surgery and you've got room on your credit cards um and and you feel comfortable and believe in the those types of procedures and and the anecdotal reports that are coming back where people are saying it's working you know i mean of all the things you can buy that that might be something worth buying you know i think i might instead of like going out and being like hey i need a new car no how about just keep the same car it works it's doing the job and invest some in your knees or whatever where are your where are your ailments um what you got going on i grappling i really injured my wrist so it's been about a month of no gym no yoga no jits and um i don't know what happened how did you do your wrist um you know i was went to lift and trip um a buddy with uh a training partner from his belt so i had his belt i didn't properly grab it with my left hand so my left hand was um kind of partially on his belt and so i and i tweaked it when i was turning to to dump him over it just tweaked it it felt like i was grabbing something too heavy i will i yeah i went for it and it i grabbed him wrong and it tweaked my wrist and now it's Oh, so it wasn't while you were falling, he fell on your wrist. No, it was a lifting injury. And, okay. Okay. Huh. So it's a little swollen still. Mm. Well, that's the thing about jiu-jitsu. It's a wild card of injuries, you know? It's just, it's it's not, it, it's just a matter of time with something. There's yeah. so many unusual twists and turns and movements. You can't prepare for all of it. The best you can hope for is be careful as you can try and improve and then when you get injured back off because people often get injured and then keep trying to train and then that shit gets so much worse but it's the price you pay with jiu-jitsu i would like to know if anyone ever got the black belt without a major injury i think i think lex freeman might have done it yeah my but, my professor broke his uh tib fib as a brown belt snapped it it was terrible. Terrible to watch. Jesus. You saw it? Oh, yeah. It was in the gym. What, what happened? Like, someone's cranking his no. ankle or it what? It was as we had um, one of our big purple belts on his back, and his name is Greg. He was passing, and you know how you get their hands and then your knees, their knees. So you he's danced mm-hmm. left, danced right, danced left, danced right to go to shove his knees one way to get half uh, mount. Or side control, and his toes caught on the mat and bent under, and he broke his own ankle with his own body weight, just moving, trying to oh, just God. pass his legs. But his jits is works. He is a great black belt now out of Flagstaff, Arizona. Shout out to Greg yeah. Ad- Greg Averett. Well, but that's the thing. You gotta 
you got to take some risks sometimes. I mean, you train enough that it's only a matter of time. It didn't stop that. him. It did not stop this guy. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Get healthy again. Get back in there. The belt's uh you know, it's just a lifelong thing. And that's the thing. It's like when people try and get me into fucking snowboarding or running a marathon or doing all these different things that are probably going to cause a lot of injuries. I'm like, look, jujitsu will cause me my injuries. Exactly. I don't I don't want them at the gym, and I don't want them from a bunch of other activities that I think are dumb. I'm not doing it. Save it for the mats. Yeah. I s- let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the hunts that they've been on recently and um just kind of like the feel of these hunts and why people do it um it, obviously that's cam's thing that's why he's there he's a world-class bow hunter um you know joe has probably done more for bow hunting than maybe anyone ever yeah. because of the reach of his podcast and it's so great to just kind of hear the drive that gets them out there. And then the reflection of even Cam saying, you know, it, it, this is what it's about. You know, this is everything. And and the rest of life is just a distraction. And it's like, this is when I'm most present, most there, feeling it all. Connected to our you know, past. Everything's hard. Everything's tiring. You've got like one opportunity just one moment, one second, careful precision from all that training after, you know, even the, the, the months of training and then the the days long of hiking and struggling and all sorts of weather that's not very fun to get to this moment that, you know, when once you take the picture with the animal, it's often demonized by non-hunters and vegans and the rest of it as you just this piece of shit that loves killing animals the grip and grin they call that well i think i think it's just so misunderstood honestly and and look i understand where they're coming from and they have their right to feel however they want to thinking you know, correctly. They, that's how that's how i grew up i wouldn't have understood it as a kid i was a vegetarian my dad was we did a lot with like animal rights in england and and just activism with greenpeace and i had no idea it's like I, I had to come to America and be educated in what hunting was. And then when I saw what it is and learned it and understood the respect that you have out there and talked to so many hunters that have, like, unbelievable respect for nature and these creatures and, and look- an understanding of what they are, it's like, oh, yeah, I I wasn't looking at this right. And we got to face it that hunters are the most... They contribute the most monetarily to the to the foundations and the and the animals directly. They do the most to preserve and conserve these animals. Teddy Roosevelt, the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation, who also did jujitsu. So he was a good good president. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> they don't make him like that. They don't make him like that anymore. Yeah, he, let's get some more teddies. He invent, he invented the national parks. He invented. Um, or rather, he right. put those together, the Grand Canyon Park. He went and hunted there. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Like, the hunters respect and care for the animals that they harvest. Where does our meat well, come what's from? What's amazing is is this country has the most money to put towards animal preserves that isn't coming from the federal government. I mean, plenty of it is. But so much of it is coming from the hunters and people that buy ammo and no other country can even compete with us with the expanses of ranges of land that we can preserve because of this money coming in that it, that isn't draining kind of our tax dollars. It's it's very impressive that we do that. And yeah, obviously environmentalists are not giving credit to the hunters or people that buy ammo for that. 
And what I would say to them is, okay, if you care so much, go raise more money than these people are doing. Go raise more money. Go, go, yeah, go raise more money. Take care of more land preserved if it's so important. If you care so much, do it. But they can't do that. So, all right. I guess I'll keep guess buying my don't. duck stamps. I'll keep buying my hunting license and never getting a deer. Yeah, I know. That's... Yeah, almost basically never killing anything. That's my entire <laughs> life of hunting. So, hey, when when I move closer, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go duck hunting. We're gonna be duck hunters. Okay, we we'll do duck hunting. That sounds easier. You it's just easy. sit by a pond and just throw bread down and then blast them, or what? <laughs> that sounds like you've been duck hunting before, mind. <laughs> I've been. I played Nintendo, mind. No, you. You're out there in the woods. Hopefully on a boat is my preferred method. But or you can be in a blind. You gotta get it real early. You blast a couple ducks, cook them up. There you go. The duck is good. I'm a big fan. What is that? Hoosen? Hoosen sauce? Uh hoisen? Oh hoisen. Damn it. <laughs> but is that even anything to do with ducks? Uh yeah, yeah. That's how like Chinese food. They serve them with like these little wraps. It's like a little wrap like a pancake thing yeah and you just put the duck in and some huisen those are all pretty much farm raised ducks so they taste a lot different they're greasy they have uh they can't fly they're they're waddling around you want we want want the wild ducks. wild ducks what do they taste like they're not greasy they are they're dark meat they're um it depends on how you cook it of course you got to brine it soak it in salt wash the salt off get the blood out of the out of the meat it's good it's rich. Okay, but I think I'm also in. we can get deer and elk. Let's get some deers though. We're not. We're not. Yeah, we 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 do what we can, but we're gonna start easy <laughs> because my success rate is low. You can't throw me in like bow hunting elk. Like I'm, I'm quite away from that. We tried though. It's we did. We did our best. We did our best. Tell me about a successful hunt that you've been on. Uh, mostly because I just have to run to my fridge and get a brew. The uh, well, I guess one of my favorite ones will be duck or not duck hunting, turkey hunting with the Ranella brothers on um, a burn scar in Montana, where we took llamas and uh, packed all our water, all our gear, and went out there and filmed the TV show Meat Eater, one of the first episodes of their first or second season, and that was. The most fun to hang out with those guys. They are a hoot and a half. They practice what they preach. And Steve's brother, Matt, is a doctor of ecology. And he is a nutter. Very cool. Mm. Very lovely gentleman. That's right. I totally forgot that you worked for them. And that's perfect because Joe is going out with Steve uh, in the next week or so doing some hunting. I, I really miss working with those guys. They were they're the true Americans. Very funny, sweet men. Mm. Very nice guys. Yeah, I met Steve at um, a talk that he had at one of the like hunting stores in Bozeman, and um, you know it was like go along and and he's like talking about the the season and like different places to go and just taking questions and it was really cool. He hung out afterwards. Very normal, down-to-earth dude, just, you know, shooting the shit, and uh, was just brilliant. I was talking to him about how he grew up vegetarian, and he was like, well, I'm glad my education could help you away from that nonsense. <laughs> like, he was very funny, dude. He's, he was great. He's got some great jokes. He's just a, just a dude. But he, those guys, they make it look effortless. They they don't, it doesn't take them, It's it's no work for them to get an animal. Is it just that because they've done it their whole lives, like they just kind of know everything about it? Or I think if you love something, it's not work. If you love doing it, then it's easy. And whether or not you get an animal, you're out there doing what you want to do. You, they they know how to do it, though. They, they did grow up doing that stuff. Right. Their- He's always reminded me of like like the Anthony Bourdain of hunting shows that's what you know how anthony brought like poetry almost to food yes and and, like whether you were that into food or not you'd be into the way that he talked about food it was like undeniable his passion with it 
Steve seems to do the same thing, but for hunting shows. And and why it stood out is there's so many bad hunting shows. Oh yeah, they're just sitting under a corn feeder, blasting um, white tails at hay bales, and they don't do they don't do any of that stuff. They might do a little bit to fill the niche because that is a type of hunting that we do in the United States. But those guys are spot and stock. And, um, well, he is an author. He has written many books. So he's not a, he's not a dummy. He knows, how mm-hmm. to, he knows how to spin a yarn, that's for sure. Yeah, I have one of his uh, game cooking books here. It's, oh, man. I just have to get some game. Yeah. Which is the sad part about it. It's like I have this cookbook, and I'm like, I... I can't kill any of the things yet. Damn it. <laughs> maybe we should just but start maybe we should just start under a feeder. Let's go to Texas. Visit my visit my uh my family. Oh yeah, you can probably grenade launch them from helicopters in that state. Yeah. Yeah. If only we had a helicopter, but I'd be in. Yeah, I'd be down. Well, yeah. Exciting times. Well, hopefully Joe has a good hunt next week. I'm sure he will. And uh, we'll see who he has on that week because when he's away, he's actually been doing good about not taking a week off. He kind of banks his conversation. So he probably has some, I would imagine, comedians just kind of backed up for that. But uh, we'll see how who he has. Um, but overall, again, as always, Cam Haynes, what a legend. Would love to meet him. Um, got a great podcast and, um, yeah, just, he's an inspirational guy. It's like, work out, hunt hard, train a lot, like cool shit. Exactly. On that note, uh, we call it a day. Um, thank you all for listening. Check out those pods. Great week of Rogan. Thank you, Pete, for joining. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody who's listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bless you. Later. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.